The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Welcome once again to It Came From The Radio, the official of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me via virtual distancing for our final time in uh, 2022, because this uh, will be airing next week. Um, we're going to have one more recorded episode, of course. We have none other than senior correspondent, Charles Saladino. See you next year, everybody. And we have Dominic Definition Man Serrano. Hola, amigos. And we have El Man Jenny Velvey. Hello. So on this week's show, as we normally do at this time of year, we have our best and worst and honorable mentions of uh, 2022. In addition to that, we also have, where's my list, our senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino, uh, at the LI Who, uh, interviews authors David and Samantha Lee Howe. Um, but before we do any of that, oh, we also have another J-Bird Lee segment. I almost forgot about that. But before doing any of that, we're going to take it away with David. Not news, actually. It's morphin' time! The non-news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of Sci-Fi.Radio. That's Sci-Fi for your Wi-Fi. So all the fine folks of the Big Con, which we are the official radio show of, celebrating over 27 years of comic bookness and pop culture stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. The next convention is scheduled for March 25th and 26th. It is their Big Apple Big Show. So I believe tickets may be on sale right now. And I also want to give out a shout-out to our Patreon, which there are. Danny Girl, award-winning director Jared Burrell. Kyle Horn, Millie Portes, Newsday, Famous Dress and Media, Unjikun, Shadow Rabbit Art, Yasmin Ray, Rosa, and the Huracan. If you want to have your own little shout out, go to our website, www.camefrayer.com. On this little button, it takes you right to our Patreon page. Just for a dollar a month, you can support our show and get a shout out. All right, so as I mentioned, there's no news because we got to go right into the best, worst, and honorable mentions of 2022. Um, senior correspondent Charlie Saladino. Why'd you pick me first? Because you've missed out on many of our best, worst shows for the past couple of years. Would you like to go first? No, I would not. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's start with, let's start with the, the worst. I always love ranking on the worst first. So um, I guess, uh, Dominic, definitely messed around. Do you have a worst that you've, uh, for us this year? Oh, yeah. Also have to say the rules before I begin. Rules are it has to be something that came out in 2022 and something that you have seen this year in 2022. Not necessarily in the theaters, because as it has in stands, theaters were still on and off with the pandemic. But um, it's something that has to have come out this year. So anything that came out this year, if it's an entertaining, a TV, radio, whatever, go. What do you got for us, Dominic? Uh, the year of 2022 was the worst. <laughs> Did, but you didn't watch it didn't i didn't i watch it all <laughs> unfold in front of my eyes you, you lived <laughs> of the entire year oh my god no um no I, I wouldn't say that that's the worst 
Um, specifically, I would say the very last episode of uh, She-Hulk would be my worst. I enjoyed the show overall, but it was weird, the last episode. And I don't know. It, it just, it didn't, it didn't hit it for me. Huh. Um, Charlie, uh, Jen, did you watch She-Hulk at all? Are you familiar with uh, She-Hulk in any way, shape, or form? Oh, my God. Am I familiar with No, I didn't watch it. <laughs> no, it sounds, it sounds pretty cool. I heard it was pretty, like, over-sexualized. I don't know if that's really true. Uh, not not this show, not oh, at all okay. actually. Uh, well, Maybe I heard her, wrong her character was back in the day. Oh, okay. No, I no, I don't, clearly don't know very much about it. So um, it's funny you mentioned that uh, Dominic as as your worst. That mm. is that, that falls under the honorable mentions of a uh, bad stuff for me. The entire series of She-Hulk. I was a big She-Hulk fan. I was a big mm-hmm. fan of the comic book, which was the source material part of the source material. There's two different runs. That mm-hmm. was the source material. It's the John Byrne um, She-Hulk, Sensational She-Hulk mm-hmm. in the 90s, and then there was the Attorney at Law. Uh, I was a fan of the Sensational She-Hulk, and I watched the show, and it was really bad, but I thought mm-hmm. that the finale was them trying their best to fit in everything that they possibly could. Mm. But it wasn't enjoyable in any way, shape, or form. Like, I enjoyed the show, especially for them bringing back Daredevil. Um, but I just, it was like a little weird. And I'm, I get their commentary on like comic book shows, and I understand that. Um, it, it wasn't like what they were trying to do, it was how they were doing it for me. Okay. That I thought it was bold. I give them credit in the fact that they were trying something different i'll give him that like certainly did not see that sort of twist coming with it but ultimately i was like it it fell short on for me if that makes any sense all right fair enough fair enough and then jenny filthy what do you got for the worst uh piece of entertainment you've seen this year uh definitely wakanda that's not you know it's not even close to the honorable mention uh i'm doing a recording on how much i can't stand wakanda do you want the reasons why or do you just want the name <laughs> well let's give, give us the top two reasons why you thought this was the worst boring you've seen the entire boring lack of vocabulary nothing stimulating i don't think the entire movie said anything thought-provoking the entire time and had me questioning my existence wondering if this is what's cool, I, I guess I'm have no idea what's cool. I, I I don't want to be part of society anymore. If society is deeming this is the best movie ever, so I was very happy to find out it got a lot of bad reviews, and I wasn't that far of a social deviant. So that's those are big reasons. And then uh, the follow up, right? The the honorable mention. Not yet. We we just we just do oh. worse. Oh okay. Well, there you go. So, um, senior correspondent Charlie said, "You know, did you see Black Panther?" Oh, my God, no. <laughs> You're going to get me every time with that. Uh, Dominic, did you see my Panther? No. See, like, that. I, I haven't gone really to the movies much. I went to movies twice, I think, this year. I haven't seen Black Panther. I haven't seen Black Adam. So someone might be like, what do you mean? Like, that was great. Comparatively speaking, maybe the last episode of She-Hulk is awesome by comparison to Black Panther or Black Adam. I don't know, but I haven't seen it. 
Yeah, I'm I'm actually going to watch Black Adam on HBO Max soon. I've seen uh, I've seen Black Panther, and I think it was all right. I I understand what they were trying to do. I didn't Mm -hmm. think it was the worst thing I've seen, Um, but it felt like I was watching two different movies because, like, the beginning and the ending was one thing, and then the middle was something else. Had Mm -hmm. a lot of questionable uh, character choices and motivations, and. I thought that uh, the acting was better in the beginning and in the very end. It was like there was like two emotional scenes I had to do basically with Chadwick Boseman. I felt mm-hmm. that, but everything else just um, it just kind of just laid there. It was like, all right, I saw it, and that's that's it. Mm-hmm. All right, so Charlie, now you're up. What okay. Worst? I did He's not. You know what? Yes. I did not have a worst this year because I everything I I watched movie wise that was made mm-hmm. in 2022 i liked and really? i i didn't watch i didn't watch a lot of movies but well it could be a tv so show or the, uh, the something two, else yeah the two series well one's a movie one was a series and i i really enjoyed them both um we'll we'll start with wednesday Okay. Well, wait, Burton. wait, wait. We're still, we're still sticking with the bad. So no bad. Well, I, I don't have a bad. Okay. All right. So oh, what a nice guy. Is, is, is everybody done with the bad? I didn't do my bad yet. Oh, you didn't do your worst? No. So All right, go ahead. My worst of uh, 2022 was a little movie that's that featured our very own Elman Jenny Feldman. Yeah. Um, it was called The Weapon of God. This movie was so bad. <laughs> How bad <Tell> was it? <laughs> Thank so, you. And the only reason is, be, and the only reason, the thing was, I didn't even know that Jen was in the movie. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So I was just watching my my little uh, place where I watch my stuff, and a movie why came up. Why in the world? Okay, why in the world would that movie come up? <laughs> because it, it it just does. A lot of movies come up, and okay. I'm, like, I'm like, oh, it it's a superhero does. movie. Let me see this superhero movie. And I started watching it. And about, I don't know, about 10, 15 minutes in, I was like, hey, I know that person. Oh, my <laughs> what God. What is she doing here? <laughs> what a random movie to watch. That movie is, you know, the whole plot of the movie, by the way, you know? <sighs> okay. The movie is basically a guy in a Spider-Man suit. He doesn't even make his own Superman suit. Sorry, Alexander Bach. And he is fighting off the mayor of New York City who is trying to kill black people? That's that's actually yeah, that makes sense. something sort of yeah. <laughs> that's that's a very loose interpretation of the intent of what that movie was supposed to be. But I'll be damned if I can tell you about that movie somehow. <laughs> I I really think it, it's that the mayor is evil and uh he's trying to save all the black people because they're just trying to eradicate black people. That's what I I could have sworn I was sitting next to my boyfriend. I'm like, is that what this movie's about? Like, I asked him like four times, like while we were watching. I'm like, am I really? Is this really the plot? Really? And okay. and, and you, I love in that the you movie. don't know what the plot is of the movie that you're in. <laughs> but oh, that's no, the other thing that do you don't even know, you know what happened to your character. Because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> did she die or not die? You said, I don't know. I think at the very end credits, you see me taking <laughs> hostage. But no, I that know. was in the beginning. You were taking hostage. Oh, but I don't know if you were killed or not. No, if I was killed, it was off camera. I don't know about it. <laughs> so, so, oh, that, so that was the worst movie. The acting was really bad. Sorry, oh, this Jen. is great. No, this is <laughs> the, honor. The dialogue was horrible. The stunts was 
was ridiculous. They hey, I'm like introduced supernatural uh, elements to it for no rhyme or reason. And then, as Jen mentioned, the guy's suit, his superhero suit, is a Spider-Man outfit, like a like a like a cosplay outfit of Spider-Man with a different top. Like you can clearly see it's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He like made no effort to disguise it. Now I know we always say we like the independent filmmakers, but this you gotta try better, man. You gotta try better. Yeah, we like independent filmmakers, just not this independent film. Yes, we don't like this particular. I don't like this particular. So that is the I, worst. I love this. This that is great. The worst. So now, senior correspondent Charlie Saladino, do you have an honorable mention for worst or nothing? You got nothing for us. Me? Guideline. <laughs> so Sky- senior correspondent Charlie Saladino has no bad or honorable mentions for bad. Okay. No, I'm still I'm still reeling from Skyline. How many years ago? <laughs> Over ten, at least. Yeah, I try not to watch any bad movies after that. Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll go around for. The uh, honorable mention, uh, Dominic, do you have an honorable mention bad thing you've seen? Uh, yeah, I'd say uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Really? Okay. And, and I know you it liked horrible, the last Thor. It horrible, but it wasn't that great. I know you liked the last Thor. And now this is the one after. So what, what changed your mind? It was by the same director. Yeah, it was just too jokey. Was like, it? it was... It was I don't know. It was just like it, it was too comedic. The last Thor I thought was pretty good, but this one was like they went too. It, it was like I don't know. I don't know. How, it just it was like okay, all right. You, you like they stopped taking the character seriously at all. Yes, uh, they I mean, they did turn up the humor. Yeah. But I thought the story itself was all right. It was it was okay. It was just I don't know. I it could have been better. It just it was you know like they're like and he never skipped leg day and there was Mm -hmm. just really some of the jokes just fell flat and kind of dumb. Um, I mean there was good things in the movie. Don't get me wrong. That's why it's like an honorable mention of bad. But like it, I expected more of it. I thought it, it didn't meet my expectations of what it could have been. Okay. Um, and some of it was just, it, it just, I don't know. <laughs> All right. It, that's, how, that's how you know, like, <laughs> what, how I feel about it is real because, like, I can't even pick apart. There were just, it, things just didn't work. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, senior correspondent Charlie Sullivan, did you see Thor? Did I see Thor? No. Oh, well, thank you for that. Thank mm-hmm. you for that one. Uh, Elman and Jenny Fellow, did you see Thor by chance? No. No. So I saw Thor, and, and like Dominic said, uh, they did turn up the humor. Um, I felt it was all right. Like, it did what it was, it carried the story. I, I can see why people did find that the jokes were too much because some of the serious tones that they had were just kind of undercut by, yeah. by some of the humor. And if they toned the humor back, it would have been a pretty decent movie. Like, it had all the elements for a pretty darn good movie. If they just took it slightly more seriously. Yeah. Especially, you know, with him and Jane Foster, and they just took that a little bit more real. Like, he's Thor, God of Thunder. 
should he really be that awkward with a girl? You know, like, right. You know what I, I mean? You. Yes. Like he, you know, he's you. lacking confidence and he shouldn't be lacking confidence. Right. Okay. So Elma and Jenny Fuller, do you have an honorable mention of a worst thing? I do. Um, you know, it might not really be the actual worst of the year, but I just watched this the other day and I, I love bad acting. I love bad movies. So we know this, but I was like, oh yeah, this is why people don't like bad movies and bad acting because it was just so unenjoyable. Was it really funny, unenjoyable? Maybe if I had company to pick the acting apart, I could have laughed, but I was just so unenthused at hometown holiday. Hometown Holiday, I believe it's 2018, but I just watched it now. It's like this pale guy who he he almost looks like he just got out of puberty and he's supposed to be like this hot shot, uh, like entertainment finance guy making all this money, but he just looks kind of like a kid. I'm kind of picturing him like a 13 year old in his underwear. And then the main girls just seem so fake and everyone has the similar tones of voices like it's it's like they all got coaching from the same acting teacher to be similar characters and there's not much cadence and ebbs and flow to the voices everything's just like oh I love you so much I mean the writing maybe there's no way to dress up the writing and make it sound good sometimes the writing just so bad I I don't know but this movie hometown holiday if you want to see some amateur acting that's probably still better than mine uh but not great hometown holiday Okay, um, my uh, my honorable mention would be uh, of worst would be this movie I saw called Sharkula. Oh, that sounds all right. Great. That already just sounds terrible. It's a, sounds- it's a, it's a shark <laughs> and a, a Dracula. <laughs> that's, wow, that's it. That's that's does, all I can say. Does it Although, talk? Uh, it does not talk. Um, uh, the, the, it, it does. It barely swims or flies. I can't tell if it was swimming or flying in certain scenes. It was just a bad CGI shark vampire thing going across the screen. Um, and the reason why this movie did not get to be the worst, because this one was pretty darn bad, was, was the director. Because I was doing some research, as I like to do when I find out, when I see a movie, I'm like, what the hell do I see, or good or bad. And on his Twitter feed, he was posting about his movie, Sharkula. And he said... If anybody can make a better movie for $7,000, be my guess. So I wasn't sure if it was intentionally bad or bad because of the, of the budget, but I think he made it intentionally bad, and therefore it could not be the worst, but it wasn't even so bad it was good bad. Okay. All right. Well, it still sounds pretty off the wall and pretty crazy, right? It was off the wall and crazy, and... Because of the budget, I, I can forgive a lot, but it was still pretty mm. darn bad. Was there any like I am Sharkula, Sharkula so, vibes? <laughs> so there, it was a, a, a vampire guy who was feeding the people to the Sharkula. That was they were sacrificing him to the Sharkula. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So he wasn't even like a guy that turns into a shark that turns into Dracula. No, it was. Oh. So the shark was a vampire. Yes, the shark was a vampire. How does this happen? How is that different than just being a shark? Right. Well, it had little little bat wings. Who is going to bite a shark on the back of the head? Did it fly? 
It did fly. This movie oh, sounds amazing. God. It's like Sharknado meets uh, Dracula. Dracula, yeah. But with a lower budget. <laughs> it's like the special effects were so horrible. It's like it hey, wasn't even if like you a... can make a better movie for seven thousand. You do it. Yeah, exactly. So, as bad as it was, I probably couldn't have done better. <laughs> they should have called it Sharknado luck. Then they would have gotten sued. Um, so we got that movie. I'll make it more interesting. Lawsuits always make movies more interesting. That's true. Very true. All right. So now, senior that, that lends yes. that lends validity to Mac the Knife. <laughs> oh, the shark bites. Hey. <laughs> so, senior correspondent Charles Sanders, now's your chance to shine. What is the best entertainment you've seen of 2022? Well, and you can have the, an honorable mention after we get, unless you want to do honorable the, mention first. The best. We'll go for um, the best. I have two of them. All right, wait. So, we need the one is the best best, and the other one is your honorable mention. So let's go with the honorable mention first. What is the best honorable mention? That's almost as good as the best one. The best honorable mention is what I'm going to be uh, the interviews about today. Um, our uh, lady, Samantha Lee Howe, uh, wrote a book called A Stranger in Our Bed. And they actually made a movie which is on Showtime. It's in Amazon and it's a pretty damn good movie. And uh, I read the book and watching the movie was, was very close um, to the book, which I like. And uh, it was, it was a a thriller and uh, a suspense, I should say suspense novel. And that's what the, the movie showed every bit of that suspense what you get from the book so if you read in the book and you see the movie usually your imagination is better than what the movie is this was pretty close you know it it was like you know it sounds stupid but it was like you're watching the book which a lot of times um the movie tends to stray from the book a little but um this was this was all there. I I think they did a a very good job of it, and uh, so it didn't look like a seven thousand uh, dollar movie. No, definitely not a seven thousand dollar movie. Okay, this was this was um, brilliant directing, brilliant editing. Uh, the acting was off the charts. The the actors were so so freaking good. I. Um, I couldn't believe it. It it like it went it went so close to this book and it it did because um Samantha was right there um making sure everything was uh on or close as they say in the railroad terms. So that was my honorable mention for best. All right. So let's see. Dominic Definition Astronaut, you have an honorable mention for your best? Yes, I do. It is Season three, episode eight of Harley Quinn, Batman Begins Forever. That is the animated series, right? On HBO That's Max. the animated series, yep. Um, it is such a fascinating and fun episode. The whole season three is really good, but 
just to like be inside of like Batman's mind and see how that's working and how he only has, as one of the characters say, a reverse repressed memory that he blocks out all the other memories and it's only the memory of his parents being killed and how that's such a driving thing and how it blame he blames himself for it and they start going deeper into his psyche. I thought it was really fun and fascinating and that's my honorable mention. I actually saw that episode. I haven't I've probably seen maybe a handful of the episodes of the of the series and that was one of them that I saw. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would say um it was pretty darn entertaining. It wasn't mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't uh, my top honorable mentions because I had a lot of honorable mentions funny enough because I had mm-hmm. a very difficult time picking out the best of the 2022 but it was a pretty decent episode. So yeah, I'll go I'll thumbs up with that. Um Elman, uh Charlie, did you see the Holly Quinn animated series? Should I? Have you? It's good. All right. Okay. Cool. All right. So I would say that is a new. Charlie, did you see a Holly Quinn series by chance? Oh God, no. <laughs> All right. So L Man Jenny Feldy, what do you have for an honorable mention of the best thing you've seen, twenty twenty two that came out in twenty twenty two? Okay. Uh, again, this might be wrong, but it's, it's just in my head recently. I like the Firefly Lane uh, girly Netflix show. It was just easy watching. It was really quite enjoyable as the honorable mention. Firefly Lane? I've never heard of it. So give me a synopsis. What is that about? It's uh, Catherine Heigl. You know, she's very, very beautiful. I think my father, the hero, she was the girl. Yes. yes. And uh, she's a pretty good actress. She's fun to watch and she plays a famous newswoman I actually have a few things in common with her so I kind of relate to the job aspect of being in front of the camera a bit but it basically goes back and forth between the now and then I believe the 70s or 80s and what news what making news was like back in the 80s and 90s and versus now and it's just very easy watching and it's light and it's nice to watch at the end of the day and Catherine Heigl's pretty and I guess the acting is so good that you know, I understand why there's good acting. There's a guy, I should know the guy's name, but he's pretty attractive and a great actor as well. And he always plays like a stud and he's in it. Huh. All right. Um, so my honorable mentions, it's weird because like I said, I have a lot of honorable mentions and most of them are because of the twist involved. Um, you I only have, get one, Mark. Well, I, it's my show. Um, there is the... <laughs> woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window it had the best twist of who the the bad guy killer was that was a Kristen bell series on netflix um it was kind of a a parody and a take on you know those types of movies where the person's watching somebody else from across the street and there's a they went going into a murder and the killer was actually surprised i was like oh that's a good twist and out of all the twists i was like i would have never seen that coming which goes along the same way as um, the horror film Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Once again, the killer, I was surprised, which is very rare for me to be like, oh, that was the killer? And, and it made sense of, of, of who did it. Um, also, another twist uh, was The Barbarian. Uh, that I did not expect myself to go into that movie at all. I, I heard it was good. I went to see it. And it was just twists and turns that I was just not expecting. So the honorable mention is that I was surprised of all these different things that people were trying experiments for this year. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, I have a, actually a two-way tie for best, but the other two uh, surprises for me was the Weird Al movie. 
I couldn't. Mm. I, 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 I got tricked. I didn't know it was going to be a parody documentary movie of his life. I thought it was going to be really about his life. Wow. So I heard about it. No, that's and interesting. I, and I, and I thought Daniel Radcliffe's like, yeah, he looks like it. He, you know, he does the part. And then I'm watching, I'm like, oh my God, the entire movie's a joke. And I thought it was hilarious. So it caught me completely off guard, which makes it a great honorable mention because I didn't expect that coming into it. I was like, I really want to know about Weird Al's life. And I did not get anything. As you know, I don't watch trailers. So I kind of went in it blind. And I'm glad that I went in it blind. And I was blindsided. And I enjoyed it as an honorable mention. And the final honorable mention I have is Clerks 3. Um, I was a huge fan of Clerks. I was a huger fan of Mallrats, which is still my favorite Kevin Smith movie. I thought Mallrats was hilarious. It doesn't get its due. Right. And then uh, he made Clerks 3. He made a whole bunch of other movies, but this is, he makes Clerks 2 and then Clerks 3. And Clerks 3, um, he really brought back the emotion from the first Clerks movie. I was surprised that uh, he was able to do it. I didn't think he had it in him to make a movie this good, especially with <laughs> what he had available. And that's why he's never going to do the show, Mark. <laughs> no, he, he'll say it himself. He, 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 anybody who can say anything about Kevin Smith, he's already said it about himself. True. Um, did anybody see um, Woman in a House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window? Bodies, 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 Barbarian, Weird Al, or Clerks 3? None. None? Uh, Charlie, any of those? Oh, of course not. <laughs> Dominic? Unfortunately, no. But I do uh, want to see Clerks 3. Yeah, it's uh, like I said, he has the, uh, the emotion there. All right, so we have nine minutes to go so let's hit the best so senior correspondent charlie said you've been dying at the bit to tell us what is the best thing you've seen well i wasn't dying at the bit, but, <laughs> but the best thing i've seen um which i was pretty uh amused with was wednesday the tim burton uh miniseries on uh netflix mm-hmm. and uh just simply because i love the adams family and um, this this took it one step further. This the young lady who played uh, Wednesday was was brilliant. She, I mean, you can't get anybody. She owns that role now until she gets older and she can't play it anymore. But um, <laughs> but her name is Jenna Ortega. Yes, and and uh, she was brilliant. Uh, the Oh my God, the wisecracks, the 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 sarcastic remarks. I wish they just make a whole thing on YouTube with every sarcastic because it was brilliant, written right. brilliantly, and uh, and it's one of those things that if you see it over and over again, you're going to catch new lines from her. But they were. They were just, uh, I loved the way she played the role. Uh, Christina Ricci was in it, um, which, you know, she played Wednesday in the, uh, in the movie. Uh, in the the two Adam. yep. Yeah. And uh, Catherine Jones. Uh, <laughs> what in it, she was in it. She plays Morticia. And uh, the only thing I did not, like and not you know it, it didn't bother me a lot but it, it just was you know things that make you go um gomez adams guy was mm-hmm. brilliant guy was 
was a good Gomez. It's just that they made him short and paunchy. And if you're an Adams family um, fan, it's you, you want to see Gomez like, you know, aristocratic looking and in a weird macabre way, you know, but other than that, he played the role really well. And uh, Lurch was great. And of course, Thing. I think uh, at certain times, uh, uh, the the whole idea that Thing was with her and the boarding school uh, was, you know, just a funny uh, back and forth, I was going to say Thing with them. But, uh, you know, it, I just enjoyed the whole thing. I, I thought I was going to like it, but I didn't know I was going to like it that much. All right. So... Dominic, we have about six minutes to go. What do you got for your best? So the best, um, I just recently saw this on Netflix. It's a documentary that Robert Downey Jr. did of his father called Senior. And about the first half of it to two-thirds of it is going through Robert Downey Sr.'s life and his work as a director and his weird oddball sense of comedy and how funny it is and like the weird movies he made. Um, And then it it takes a turn into the relationship between the two of them. And I always knew that senior got Downey Jr. into drugs. I never understood like how Downey Jr. could forgive him, but then you see how senior was so um, repentant about it and felt horrible that he had done that. Uh, because it was just something that was being done at the time, and he he didn't know any better, and he it showed how much love he had for his son, and how bad he felt, and and really worked hard to make amends. But then the final act of the documentary was you're watching uh, Robert Downey taking care and saying goodbye to his dad as his dad slowly declines from Parkinson's and dies. And I know some might think, though, how is that the best? But for my own personal life this year, I went through the exact same thing and lived it. And to watch it was strangely cathartic and connecting. And I'll never say that I, I never thought I would say that I feel a connection to Robert Downey Jr., but I definitely do now after watching it. If I ever meet him, I hope I'll have a chance to express that to him. Uh, it's a beautiful documentary. Don't watch it without a tissue box right there next to you. Um, and it's a wonderful, beautiful tribute to his father. All right. So, Jen, we have three minutes. What is your best of 2022? The best, uh, this will be more on the conventionally appealing platform, I guess. I think a lot of people would agree with me. White Lotus. I haven't watched the whole series, but the this last uh, six or seven episodes, very interesting. Jennifer Coolidge is in it. You know, she's Stifler's mom. She's great. She's funny. She's over the top. She makes she's the original faces. MILF. Yeah, the original MILF, she's in it. I'm not going to do a spoiler and say what happens with her, but some interesting things happen. And um, all the characters are pretty interesting. Um, Aubrey Freak, what's her name? Aubrey. Yes, she's in it. 
and uh, she's in kind of like an unhappy marriage. There's two, there's two couples that are there and there's the couple that is very happy and they're both cheating on each other, but they never say anything. They just cheat on each other. And then there's the other couple that they're actually not cheating on each other, but they're really not happy because it seems like they tell each other the truth and they're so truth-based and they're not just going after what makes them happy. So there's a lot of philosophical ideas in it and it's very beautifully shot and it also has uh the beauty of Wakanda but more just more beautiful and it also has great writing which Wakanda does not have all right so I have two minutes so I will say this as quickly as I can you could have had more time if you didn't have so many damn honorable mentions (laughs) um the best I love time travel stuff and there was two things I saw this was a tie uh, for the best I've seen this year The Time Traveler's Wife was really romantic, and I love time travel, and the two of them together, the acting, the the time travel, the story was exceptional. And the reason why it's a tie is because the series got canceled before it got resolved, and it's also based on a movie of the same name, which I also enjoy, and if you want to know what happens to the characters in the series, just go watch the movie or read the book. And the other time travel thing that I also enjoy, which once again was just amazing, with twists and turns and so many unexpected things, was a show called The Lazarus Project. Um, that hasn't is, is still running, so it's the first season finished, but the second season hasn't come out yet, so... That's why it's a debate between the two of them because neither one has finished yet. But this, if you love time travel, convoluted plots, um, reliving the same day over and over again, unexpected twists, unexpected turns, action, spy stuff, and an overarching looming mystery, The Lazarus Project is for you. So with less than a minute to go, final thought, Senior Correspondent Charles Pui, Senior Correspondent Charlie Saladino, go. Easy for you to say. Um, Jen, just uh, want to let you know that what that series did for me is I so want to go to Sicily now. Oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. Final yeah, I, uh, final there, Jen? Uh, your writing is very important. If you say nothing that makes people think on any level, perhaps they will be bored. Final thought there, Dominic? Yeah, everyone and their brother seems to be talking about White Lotus. So I've watched the first season. I'm going to do the second one. And I got to tell you, meh. Yeah, the first one, I don't know. But they're very different. Each season has nothing to do with the one before. And this one is a lot more interesting than the last one episode I saw. (laughs) One more person talks to me about White Lotus. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was thinking the same thing. And then I saw, I was like, okay, you know, right. not the best thing ever, but yeah, there's a lot of great things about okay. it. Okay. All right. Okay. All, I, all, all I, I have to say about that is I just wanted to slap that, that guy with the, the couple that was boring, Jen. I just oh, yeah. wanted to slap him into next week. Why? Well, wait, you can't answer that because we're out of time. <laughs> so, oh. Well, with that, we're going to take our break and we'll be right back. We came from the radio. Oh, man. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. My neural net processor is linked to sci-fi.radio. sci-fi for my Wi-Fi. The more I listen, the more I learn. Now, back to our show. 
Hey, this is Jay Bird and Lee, and I'm here with VIP Riley, VIP guest Riley. Hello. What's happening today? Nothing much. Not much. And we're going to talk about today the TV series on Disney, She-Hulk, She-Hulk. Attorney at Law. Yeah. Y- yeah. Okay, so what did you think of this show? We're show ever. They messed up pretty bad. What? How could they have messed up pretty bad? What do you mean? They messed up so bad on that on that show. The first the the only good episode is the first episode. Really? You think so? Yeah. Just the intro with the Hulk in it? Yeah. I don't know. Why did you think that was the only good uh, episode? Because that was the only time when they actually showed the Hulk in there, like actually helping her and stuff. But why did she need the Hulk to help her throughout the series? Can't because you... she didn't know how to control herself. But he was he tried to help her. Right? Yeah, and he did. Yeah, and so that when, was probably the best part. That was the best part. Well what about when Daredevil came in? Oops, spoiler. <laughs> if you haven't seen it. <laughs> uh well it's been out long enough and I think people get spoilers pretty fast, so oh That's well. true. So yeah, what about when they brought him in? Yeah. Oh come on, man. It wasn't good with him. Really? Well I like I like the movie Daredevil, but just with him in there it was just bad. Well, that guy was from the TV show. You yeah, and he's also from the movie. Not him. It's not the same guy. No. Oh, yeah, because you didn't see them, right? You, wait, did you see the movie? Yeah, I saw the movie Daredevil. Did you like that? Yeah, that was good. All right, okay, but She-Hulk's not so good. No, bad. Well, there's also the TV show, The Daredevil. You might like that. All right. All right, so maybe we'll have to watch that. But what about, um? I mean, what about Abomination? He was in it. Still not good. Why? They messed him up. What do you mean? Well, you know, I think they messed up the Hulk. I no. Think, I think they made him weak. That's true, they did. Yeah. I but thought. still, they just messed They just messed the whole show up. They shouldn't have done that. Well, it's supposed to be like a comedy. I know, but it's supposed to just take after the comic books, and they just messed it up with she- when they just brought She-Hulk. Look, just the lady itself, like, before she turns into She-Hulk, she's just so boring and annoying. Oh, I guess that's a good point. The character was kind of annoying, but, you know... Um, I think overall they tried to do a, something a little bit different, you know, and fun. And, and well, it wasn't fun at all. <sighs> all right. Well, I guess this show's just not for you. All right. I don't know if they're doing a second season. I hope not. Yeah, <laughs> you hope not. Well, what would you do if you had She-Hulk as the uh, show? If you were writing the She-Hulk. Well, why would I want to write it? I, oh, come on! Why would I? What happened? How would you make it better? All right. The show wouldn't be about She-Hulk. Oh, come on. Get out of here. Come on. She-Hulk's that, boring. That, why is she boring? Because she just, like, has these bad, bad villains, and, it's like, she's she's basically just a copycat of the Hulk. She's not a copycat. She's a cousin, but it's also, like, she becomes part of the Fantastic Four at some point. I think she becomes an Avenger. I think she does a lot of different stuff, you know? Why should she become a... a, a, a at Avenger, like why can't but Hulk's still Hulk, but he's not as strong. Well, I think the Hulk's just strong. It's just that he's got his like now he has more of a conscience where he kind of restricts himself. So he's probably just strong, just kind of holds back. Yeah, probably. You know, and then I think he went off to some other planet at one point. Remember? What do you mean? Like he left in some spaceship and then came back at the end. Oh yeah, what did you like about did you like that part where she at the end of last that last episode? When she was going through the movies or something? Yeah, when she got out of the No, that was the worst part ever. 
What, that she came out of the TV? Yeah, why, why? That's just like, how could you just come out of a TV? But that was fun. No, it wasn't fun. That was boring. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah, oh. they messed up so bad on that part. All right. So this is just the show that you just really don't like. Yeah, it's a bad show. All right. All right. Well, that's okay. You're entitled to that opinion of just not having a uh, great show. You know, um, unfortunately, I think a lot of people like it. So No? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess the ratings, you know, we'll see if they do any more with her. And I'll rate it a zero. Oh. Man, you are cru- crucial, critical, very critical. Well, yeah, it's a bad show. All right. Well, you don't really give that much detail into why it's a bad show. Well, you don't even ask me why it's a bad show. I know, but what do you think? Just that it's... A bad show. All right, fine. Okay, not for you. Yeah. All right, I guess that's your opinion. Anyway, stay safe, stay connected, and what was the other one, right? Stay healthy. All right, have a good day. Bye. The Comic Book Depot has been in business since 1993. Your one-stop comic book shop for comics, gaming, and collectibles. The Comic Book Depot Club membership is $15 and gets you 15% off new comics, back issues, graphic novels, and 10% off comic book supplies. Located at 2847 Jerusalem Avenue in Wontaw, New York. Contact us on Facebook for curbside pickup because new comics are back. For more information, give Alan a call at 516-221-9337. The Comic Book Depot. Now, back to our show. This is Charles Saladino live at the L.I. Who convention in Hotesville in Long Island. And I'm here and very happy to be here with two of my friends, amazingly talented people, David Howe and Samantha Lee Howe. How are you guys? Hello, we're very well, Charlie. Very well indeed. Hi, Charlie. It's really good to see you again. I'm telling you, it's it's been a couple of years and... This is going to be the easiest interview because I'm just handing the mic over because so many things have been happening to these amazingly talented people. So, go ahead. So, um, so Sam, uh, the first thing that happened to you was that you wrote a book that got published, didn't you? I did. I, I wrote a book called The Stranger in Our Bed, and it was published during lockdown, which was terrifying, um, but it became a USA Today bestseller and later went on to be made into a movie. And what sort of film, what sort of book is it? What, what? It's a domestic noir psychological thriller. Um, so it was a departure from my usual horror and fantasy writing. Um, and it was, you know, a lovely challenge to do something new. And then once you'd written the book and it was published, something quite extraordinary happened, didn't it? It did. I mean, within about a month, I think, of the book uh, going being released... Um, it sold thousands and thousands of copies and became the USA Today. Yeah. That it is now. And then um, in July of that year, in the middle of lockdown, um, I was approached by a production company. And they wanted to make it into a movie, and that ended up happening. And I was also the script writer on it, which was delightful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it was made into a film. Um, amazing cast, which included... You tell us, Saman- Samantha Bond, off of, the, uh, off of the James Bond films, and yeah. uh, all sorts of other things. Um, Emily Berrington, who was in Humans. Um, and Ben Lloyd Hughes. Yes. Nina Wadia. Joseph Marcel, who you guys Fresh will know. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Fantastic cast, um, directed by Giles Alderson. Um, and yeah, oh, it's a fantastic film, 90-minute sort of thriller. 
David, as you recall, we went to the set. Do you remember what happened there? We went to the set, yeah. In, in the middle of lockdown, we were lucky enough to be able to go to the set, which was a big, big old manor house in uh, Northampton, in England. Um, and the uh, the production team had sort of hired it for a couple of weeks, I yes. think, wasn't it? Yeah, two weeks. Um, to do all the filming around this manor house, and we went we went to the set, um, and we watched it being done, which yep. was absolutely fascinating. Yep. And we even got to appear in a scene um, with Samantha Bond, which was fantastic yeah, so in the background. We, <laughs> you can see us for our sins in the back of, um, be right behind Samantha Bond in the back of the cafe scene. The back of the cafe. Um, yeah. well, she delivers a very <laughs> crucial speech. Yes. <laughs> so we had a lot of fun doing that. That was that was absolutely fantastic, wasn't yeah. it? That was really good. I have to ask you something. How does it feel from the point of... I may have asked you this the last time, but it's so amazing to me because I write a little, but I write music and, and stuff. And I sit down and it just, sometimes it just comes, sometimes it just doesn't, it doesn't happen. So I leave it alone. But how does it feel to write a book like this, have it so successful, and then all of a sudden, a movie. How this? How I can can't fathom how that might feel. So you're going to help me out with this. I will. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. It's the dream, isn't it? It's every every author's dream is to get not only their book published in the first place, which is incredibly hard anyway, but to get a movie made in the space of the year that it came out. It, it's just it, it doesn't happen. It was a miracle, really. And every day I'm kind of pinching myself even now because I can't believe how well it's done. And we just had some great news as well. Um, the director of photography who filmed The Stranger in Our Bed has just won the Gold Award um, in Queensland, in Australia, for Stranger in Our Bed, for his work on it. The best cinematography. So yeah, the best, best cinematography. cinematography. And so it's now an award-winning film award-winning well. film, wow. which is absolutely brilliant. Mm. Absolutely over the moon so with it, yeah. Today I'm particularly high on that one because <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. And um, it was a lovely surprise. Yeah. And I keep thinking, when are these lovely surprises going to stop? Hopefully never. Hopefully never, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, we've just had a new edition of the book come out in America. Um, a lovely cover with Emily on. Um, yeah, and it's doing very, very well. So we're very, very happy. Very happy. So, we've been so busy. So what's what's next for you guys? Is there anything down the road, anything in the works that's happening for you, David? So, I mean, the biggest things that we've got coming up for Telos Publishing is, of course, next year, 2023, is the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who. So we've got a whole load of books planned um, that we haven't announced yet um, that are all kind of tying into Doctor Who in differing sort of rain areas. Um, there's some art-related books. There's some um, sort of factual-related books. Um, we've even got a kind of a fiction book coming out as well in, in a novelization of uh, Wartime, the very first ever Doctor Who drama that was made wow. in 1986 7, I think that was made. Uh, but we've now got a novelization of it coming next year. So we, we're very busy with all of those, uh, prepping them and working them through and working on them all. Um, and what are you up to, darling? You're working on the next, next novel? Uh, I've written two more psychological thrillers, and since Stranger, I'd written a trilogy called The House of Killers, which is also out there. Um, which is a which is um, a spy espionage, yeah, spy espionage, female assassin, deadly yeah. female assassin who has this kind of touch and go thing with an MI6 agent. Yes, so it's yeah. all very. So it's all it's kind of killing Eve meets Jason Bond. So it's lots of action. 
lots of psychological twists, as you might imagine from me. Yeah. Um, and I've written two more. You know? Um, currently waiting to be published, and I'm working on another one yeah. as well. You never stop, do you? No, you, you just have writing. to keep going, don't you? And we've also <laughs> just published a new edition of a book called Posing for Picasso, yeah. which was a, a psychological kind of police procedural supernatural novel. Um, with all sorts of fun stuff going on in yeah. that, um, so we've got a new edition of that and coming out. And you can get out. that in paperback and, and hardback, hardback from, from Amazon if from you want Amazon, to. From Amazon, yeah. And ebook, of course. So. Yeah, so you've been very busy, Charlie, very busy. I can't take you people, you're so damn talented. I'm, <laughs> what do you just, you, you walk in your kitchen, oh, oh, here's an idea, I jot it down and that's yeah. it. That's what yeah, happens. Yeah, I do, yeah. but I, I also have lots of downtime as well because I also love to cook, so I'm quite a normal person in lots of ways. But the, the writing is a job so I do it all day so it's you wake up in the morning you get to work and you know if you try not to take too many doobie days when you're not feeling the you know feeling the mood but I just if, if I'm if I'm not feeling like writing then I'm usually doing research anyway I'm still always working yeah. well you guys are just the best I don't care what Ken says about you no, don't listen to what Ken says don't listen to what Ken says I, I just think you guys are the best and uh, this is the second time we met but the first time it was like so great and this is so great and it's just I am so pleased with all the success oh, and stuff you. like that and I just wish you the best so tell people how they could uh, get in touch with you on social media see your books or get your books sure we're both on Facebook um, I have a regular Facebook page so um, yeah uh, it's obviously Samantha Lee Howe and there's also a Samantha Lee Howe fan page on Facebook you can also check out my website, which has the links to everywhere, and that's um, www.samanthaleehow.co.uk. Uh, I'm on Twitter as Samantha, uh, Samantha L. Howe. <laughs> for some reason, Samantha Lee Howe was gone, so, you know, that was bang out of order, but yes. there you go. Uh, I'm on Instagram, TikTok, you know. Oh, I don't know how long they're going to be on Twitter, no, though. <laughs> the way things are there. Yeah. And then Telos Publishing, of course, is www.telos.co.uk. And that's where you can find all the lovely books. And then my website's uh, David. Uh, isn't it's www.househo.co.uk. So that's where you can find me lurking on the Facebooks and stuff. Beautiful. And I once again, I just want to thank you guys, and and it's so great seeing you again. And uh, I'm I'm going to be following your success because that's what it's going to be. Success, success, success. Say that three times fast. But uh, wish you all the best and. Enjoy your stay here. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much, Charlie. And the film The Stranger in Our Bed can be found on Prime Video for download. Showtime. For Showtime, Hulu, Apple TV, Rakuten, wherever you can rent films from, you can find it. And there's a DVD available in America as well on, on Amazon and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, go out and watch it. It's great. Great, great little film for a good evening. I am so looking forward to that. And once again, thank you guys so much. Um, love seeing you here. And and uh, just enjoy your stay. Thank you. Thank you, Thank Bye, you Charlie. Charlie. Cheers. Bye. This is Charlie Saladino from it Came from the Radio, live at LI Who. Back to you, Ma. <laughs> Ever wanted to enter the world of comics but didn't know where to start? Worry not, true believers. We at the Comic Book School may just have the answer to your questions. 
Created by comics veteran Buddy Scalera, the Comic Book School is a free online educational resource that helps rising creators learn the craft and business of making comics through resources like forums, interviews, publication opportunities, publisher guidelines, and step-by-step blog posts. For more info, please visit our site at www.comicbookschool.com. Be sure to join our forums and follow us on social media while you're there. We'll see you on the message boards. This is Brian Downey, Stanley Tweedle from the TV series Lex, and you're listening to It Came From Radio. Hey guys, this is Christy from Custom Cakes by Christy. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have. I've been focusing on bread, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C, K-R-I-S-T-Y. Text me at 631-606-8166. Hi, guys. This is Xenia Seberg, who played Zev on the show Lex, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. You had any honor, you would listen to Sci-Fi.Radio, the sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. Kapla! So that about does it for this week on the Came From The Radio. Join us right here any week on this radio station. If you miss any part of this show, tough. go to our newly revised website, www.itcamefromradio.com. The archives will be up in a week or so. Check us out on such places as btd.radio, sci-fi.radio, IndieVolt.com. Check us out on our places such as Facebook, Instagram, YouTube page, Twitter. And always follow the cost-benefit ratio. If the benefits outweigh the costs, do it. If the costs outweigh the benefits, don't do it. Or just Google, it came from the radio. And we'll see you next week. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.